message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. The title for my message is an exhortation, Pray for Your Leaders. Pray for your leaders. Sometimes we spend so much time talking about the ills, talking about the wrongs, talking about the things that ought not to be, but are. And we forget that God has given us power. God has given us authority to also intervene, to also mediate to also affect positively the way the nation, the country, the family, whatever organization it is, should run. God has given us avenues whereby we can affect positively. And one of such avenues is when we go to the Lord in prayer. Pray for your leaders. First Timothy and chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2. I read the first two verses. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. For kings and all who are in authority. First of all, Supplications, prayers, intercessions should be made for all who are in authority. It becomes a necessity for every believer. It becomes one of the things that must be done. That we pray for those in authority. Not just criticize not just wait for things to go off course and then we begin to criticize. No, but we pray, we intercede, we make supplications for those in authority. But then there is also a benefit we derive if we will engage in such activity. The same verse 2 carries the benefit. Verse 2, for kings and all who are in authority. And when we do that, what happens? He says, that you and I may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. It pays to pray for our leaders. Amen. 
It pays to pray for our leaders. Don't just watch them. Don't just comment on the things they are doing. But intercede for them. When you do that, you are paving the way for you to live quietly, progressively. You are praying, you are paving the way for you to enjoy peace. So it pays to pray for your leaders, particularly for the leadership of Witness Chapel Ghana as we have begun the second decade, we desire to walk in the ways of the Lord and we need the prayers of the brethren. Like the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 25, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 25, the Apostle Paul just lifted his voice and said, brethren, pray for us. That's all. Brethren, pray for us. This morning, on behalf of the leadership of Witness Chapel Ghana, I extended that same request unto every one of us here. Brethren, pray for us. Amen. Why am I asking for this? Because prayer and intercession for the leadership of this ministry, of whatever organization, of the nation, when we engage in prayer and intercession for the leadership, we open the doors for the release of God's plan. Right? When we uphold the ministry in the presence of God, God has a way of bringing in his own plan so that his plans will be executed. So it is very good that we pray so that God can have his way. God can have his way in the affairs of such ministries affecting the lives of the people. When we pray for the leadership of any organization, it causes a positive change. It causes a positive change in the effectiveness their personal effectiveness. The leaders, what, whoever makes up the leadership, when we pray for them, they become effective. They become effective in the discharge of their responsibilities. And, they, and the ministry as a whole also becomes very effective. So it is, it is necessary that we engage in continual prayer for the leadership. And as we do that, we should not lose sight of the fact that we are also preparing an environment of peace 
We are preparing an environment of quietness. We are preparing an environment of progress and prosperity. Because when we pray for those in authority, we live a quiet, peaceable, progressive, prosperous lives. Amen. Very, very important for us to engage in such prayers. Now, I want to share something with you, what God has done, the power and the authority that he has also given us. We, we needed to know this and we needed to rise and use it. Authority that is not used does not carry much weight. Power that is not used is not beneficial to any. But God has given us power. Amen. He has given us power. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Whether you are looking at it on the screen or in your Bible or wherever, I want you to follow carefully. I'm going to read. And I want you to detect whether I'm reading it correctly or not. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Assuredly, I say to the bishop, whatever the bishop binds on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever the bishop lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Is that correct? It's not correct? Check your Bible. Matthew chapter 18. Some of you, you are looking at Luke and you are telling me no. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Assuredly, I say to the bishop, whatever the bishop binds on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever the bishop loses on earth will be loosed in heaven. Correct or not correct? Not correct. Now let's read together the correct one. I want to hear the correct one from you. Ready? Go. So what's the difference between what I read and what you read? Where is the difference? The you there refers to the bishop. <laughs> All right. Assuredly, I say to who? To who? See, sometimes we think we are not party to the things that are happening. Sometimes we prefer to detach ourselves and then look at others and say, look at what they are doing. And it's easier for us because we don't share in the blame if there is. But that is not the position of scripture. God has chosen not to do anything on this earth except that which is activated by you and I through prayer. God has chosen not to do anything except that which is activated by you and I through prayer. So when we look at our environment and we look at the things that are happening, who 
carries the blame? God or man? The June 3 experiences that took so much life away from us, that took so much property away from us, that collapsed so many businesses. Who carries the blame? Listen to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Assuredly, that is with utmost assurance, this one is foolproof. And I say to you, everyone that has the spirit of God in him, everyone born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit and has knowledge in the word of God, I say to such people, it is whatever you bind on earth that will be bound in heaven. It is whatever you loose on earth that will be loosed in heaven. So what is happening? If the people responsible for the binding of wickedness choose not to bind and there is wickedness on the face of the earth, who carries the responsibility? God has by his own power and authority chosen not to do anything on this earth except what is activated and energized through the prayer of the saints. And that statement is anchored on Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. In verse 19 of Matthew chapter 18, he continues, verse 19, and he says, Again, again, I say to all believers that if any two among the believers agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. When you look closely at these two scriptures, do you realize that God has entrusted power in the hands of believers? Do you see it? Do you see it? Now, to what extent have you used that power? To what extent have you used that power? To what extent have you used that power to influence your environment? To what extent? Look back at the last six months, that is from the beginning of 2015 to now. If you can recall the commentaries you have made on things happening, would you say that you utilized 
the power God gave you or you did not use but you chose to comment on the things that are happening. So this morning, I bring this exhortation again. Let us rise and let us take charge. Let us rise. Let us occupy our positions that God has given us and influence positively through our prayers that which we want to see, we must see. That which we do not want to see, we don't have to see. Amen. What do we use our voices for? What are the things we talk about? Do we wait for the devil to wreak havoc and then we come to talk? Or we rise and say that enough is enough. Things must go the way the Lord wants it to go. That is the essence of this charge. Another thing I want you to know, and it is very, very crucial in this part of the world where the devil has been exalted over and above almost everything. This morning, I want you to understand, so long as the affairs of man is concerned, the devil does not have the final say. I wish you would hear that. I wish you would believe that. I would wish you will live your life by that. The devil does not have the final He does not rule. He is not the final authority in the affairs of men. As far as the word of God, which is the truth, which is the life, which is the light of men is concerned, the devil has been judged already. And the devil does not have a final say in your life. Oh, God, I wish this precious one saying amen, amen will also believe what they are saying, amen. Rulership in the affairs of men is not in the domain of the devil, no. It is not the devil that determines what should happen to you. No. <laughs> the devil is not life. It is Jesus that is life. In John chapter 16 and verse 11, there's that short st statement there. In John chapter 16 and verse 11, he says, Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. He has been sentenced. He cannot extend any 
power, any authority over you because he is judged. In my life, the devil is judged. So when I want to rise from the sick bed, it is not the devil to tell me to lie down. No. Anytime I hear the voice of the devil, I say, shut up. You have already been judged. Forget it. When it comes to my life, it is me and the Holy Spirit and God and the light in scriptures that talk, that matter. As for the devil, he is already judged. Please develop that mentality. The devil is judged in your life according to scripture. And this is the word of life. Peter said, where will we go if you ask us to leave you? Because you have the words of life. Do you want to live? Then know what John chapter 16 verse 11 says. What does it say? When it comes to judgment, the devil is judged. He can't play any significant role in your life. I wish you would hear that. The devil cannot. It is not the devil that tells you when to rise up and pray. It is not the devil that tells you. You know, sometimes the way we allow ourselves to do some religious things, they are funneled by satanic influences. May the Lord grant us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me share one more truth with you and then we will stop here. At the beginning I said, brethren, Pray for us. I extended appreciation to as many of us that are doing so individually. But there is power in unified prayer. When we come together and we arrive at a decision, even if God has to pass through thick walls, he will pass through. You remember in Acts chapter 12, when Peter was arrested and put in prison, the Bible says, the church, all right, unified prayer. The church came together and the church said, no, we have already suffered one of our leaders. We won't let the second go. Now, they were meeting in the house of Mary who had a help called Rhoda or something, right? Now, you would want to think what is the unified prayer of some people 
in a private residence, what impact will it have on government prison that is some distance away? Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.